Hello, everyone. This is another episode of the uh, Mental Debriefing Podcast. We're having a lot of audio issues because I've uh, I tripped over a wire on my uh, <laughs> on my soundboard, and um, somehow or the or another, the the whole system doesn't work now regarding the soundboard. So we're just we're just speaking directly into the uh, laptop's uh, built-in mic. This is like um, episode one of our podcast was like this: um, the JRE Experience Joe Rogan's podcast. The first one was also like this, where they just spoke into the laptop. So um, that's what we're doing today because I tripped over some wires and, and messed everything up. So with me, I have my co-host Leslie. Hi everyone. I hope everyone's having a good week. It's Friday afternoon, so that's nice. Um, yeah, how's everything going with you, Peter? Um, things are going well. Um, yeah. So we. Uh, one second. That sounds going crazy. Okay, so any updates, Leslie, regarding your work? <laughs> um, yeah, so I started a new job um, as a clinical dietitian at a hospital. Uh, so I'm really excited. It's what I've been uh, wanting to do since I started this journey five years ago. So I'm just really excited um, to start this new chapter in my life. Um, it's a little overwhelming, like with any new job, you're learning the dynamics of the organization, um, specifically in healthcare, the electronic medical record, and learning uh, where to find pertinent information for each patient. Um, but I do really enjoy uh, my colleagues. Uh, the dietitians that I work with are super nice. I couldn't ask for better people to work with. Um, and the rest of the staff is, is just, they've all been really uh, friendly and helpful. So I'm just really excited um, to be doing what um, I set out to do five years ago. So yeah, uh, right now I'm just learning um, and yeah, just looking forward to what the future holds. <clears throat> and that's pretty much it. Sorry, I'm a little tired today. Um, I been up since five in the morning, so. Uh, okay, shout out to early out mornings. A lot of people, you know, it's just part of life. But yeah, I'm a little, a little tired. I know a lot of people can relate to that. Did you work last night? Um, I, I did. I, I took a half day, which is you get off at twelve thirty. But um, I did some uh, Amazon last night, and obviously the previous two nights as well, and. Yeah, real, there was a real estate party also, and... Um, what kind of real estate party? Uh, we had a grand opening because we changed uh, ownership oh. um, previously, like... Uh, so, yeah, th th things are uh, puttering along, and um, hopefully uh, the new year brings uh, brighter prospects, and... I saw that you... Or I can see that you got a new haircut. That's good. <laughs> okay, that's this is an audio podcast, so um, we need to make things like we're talking on a radio, and 
Why can't I talk about mentioning your new haircut? Um, well, because no one can see it, so it's... It doesn't matter. It's, uh, irrelevant. Um... Friends who know you, they see your photos. Okay, and, uh, we... We, we have something regarding a, um... Yes, you will, we have a book review to do. Yes. So, um, we were both supposed to read uh, Jocko Willing's book, uh, Extreme Ownership. However, I did not read it, and I am a horrible uh, co-host for not reading it. Um, but Peter did read it, he really enjoyed it, and sounds like he learned a lot from that book. So, what important lessons did you learn from that book, and how has it changed your perspective in terms of uh, leadership? Um, well, the, well, the book's a really good book. I recommend anyone read it. Basically, it's um, him and uh, the co-author, Leif Fabin, they... They were, they're both Navy SEALs and they're both in leadership in the Navy SEALs. So, uh, you know, they talk about their time serving in, a, in Iraq and there was, um, you know, it, it's not like a pure like combat combat book, which um, you'd, you'd think most military books are, but because they're in leadership, a lot of it was talking about like the administration and getting through a lot of the red tape of, um, of the U.S. Navy and trying to get their superiors to approve something, or if they're if the people they're leading, if they had some complaints or dissent within the group, how they would solve it, um, proposing new ideas to a group, and then um, so that's one part of the book. Like each chapter is broken down between what they experienced in Iraq and then um, how they how they took what they learned from that and then. They have a consulting business where they consult um, various companies and organizations on how how they can improve. And then, um, so they took take the lessons that they learned from Iraq and incorporate it into the uh, business world. So uh, it's a it's a really good book. A lot of it's about taking ownership. And um, one of the main tenets of the book is if um, if your group is not succeeding almost all of it's because of the leadership the the leadership can determine how how much uh, success a group can achieve uh, much more than whether one person's like talented versus another person because because they were talking about like even even groups that aren't very physically talented or or mentally talented or whatever if if they have the right leadership they can compete with groups that are uh, groups that are as much more talented than they do, but then that talented group has bad leadership. So the leadership makes up leadership makes up for a lot of, especially in companies and organizations, uh, it makes up for a lot of the performance of the group, not the individual talents of uh, each member of the group. So. It's it's a very entertaining book. I recommend everyone read it. So, yeah. What um, 
lessons did you learn that you can apply to just like everyday life or is it just like when you're you know working at a <clears throat> is it just like when you're at work or can you apply it to like other things like like your daily uh, activities um, you can apply it to a lot of stuff um, for example if you want to plan a hike amongst <laughs> friends you can take the lessons uh, you know there's event planning um, let's say you're planning a bachelor party or a bachelorette party which you were <laughs> recently a part of um, all of that takes a lot of uh, leadership and any, any type of event it runs better when there's a person quote-unquote in charge and um, also even if you're not the in charge person if you want to show leadership a lot of it is like you're you're a good number two person a good resource for the leader so um, you can you can what take can a you lot from do the book. to show that you would be a good resource for a leader like if you're someone who wants to move up <clears throat> in an organization like what can you do what did the book teach you in terms of what you can apply and what you can do so that you can be that go-to person and eventually uh, be promoted to management if that's something that you desire. Okay, well, an important part, of course, is to, um, one, you need to be a resource. You need to, being a resource is really important, so you need to know your stuff really well. So, because the leader, uh, another part of the book, you know, they, they talk about, you, you know, in the CEOs, there's a the guy that's the sniper, there's a machine gunner, you know, there's, there, there's all these different specialties. There's a guy that drives the truck. You know, there, there's there's all these uh, different specialties. And then, as the leader, he, um, the leader doesn't need to know like the intricacies of every single one of those specialties. So if you're a good resource, if your communication is good within um, your department, and and then you can communicate with the leader what you guys need, what your challenges are. Um, how you can excel on things and um, kind of just being a good resource and then then that helps as well also your comments um, within the group you can say a lot of stuff that um, if you're overly sarcastic or whatever that those types of comments it can bring down a group so there's a lot as a number two you can uh, um, you can rally the group behind the leader and a lot of it of course if you, certain things you say can really bring down a group so make sure you don't say that stuff <laughs> other than taking ownership what does it take to be a good leader well he goes he goes into a lot of details regarding that um it depends on the uh on the specifics of the situation like um there was a, he was talking about like there was an instance with decision making mm -hmm. in a, in a company, and then there was there was a person in charge, and then there was these two teams. Um, so there was a person in charge of Team A and Team B, and then uh, but then 
the team A leader and the team B leader didn't get along, and then they kind of fought with each other, and it was tearing the organization down as a whole. Um, and then both of them had issued ultimatums, like, uh, you know, you need to fire this other person, <laughs> this other this other leader, um, or else I'm going to leave. So both of them, like, issued ultimatums. And then, uh, you know, they asked Draco, like, what's what's a what do I do here because you know they're both really talented and then they they both they're both at each other's throats and then Draco's solution was to fire both of them oh gee so because so so you need to be decisive in your decision making obviously both in the navy and in the field of combat as well as in business um, you know, the thing was, you need to analyze, and then, because um, both teams, they had, like, number twos that were very confident, mm -hmm. so then the number ones of those teams, you know, while they were being troublemaking, um, these number twos, you know, they were both loyal to the company, so the think outside of the box solution and a decisive solution was just to, to uh, can both of them, so... Those, those types so, of decisions that uh, they're not conventional, but you need to be decisive when you make them. Yeah. So in this situation, Jocko's recommendation to these two leaders was to fire both of their number two people? Well, there was a person in charge of the... Of the uh, because there's team A and team B, and then there was a, uh -huh. uh, a person in charge of both of them. Oh, like okay. Like the CEO. Okay. So... <laughs> So, um, but then, but then there's a team A leader and a team B leader. But then below them, there's number twos of both of those. Right. And then the number twos of both of those were both loyal to the org. They weren't troublemakers, et cetera, et cetera. Uh -huh. Whereas the number ones of team A and team B were both troublemakers. And then it, it was a whole decision what to do. Should I fire one? Should I fire the other? And then Jocko's uh, recommendation was to fire both of them. To fire both of the team leaders. Correct. Okay, because they were both being troublemakers. And then they both issued ultimatums. They were tearing the organization as a whole apart uh, because of their war between each other. Interesting. Et cetera, et cetera. So let's uh, take a quick pause here to make sure our sound is okay. One second. Okay, continuing on. Um, once again, uh, so I recommend everyone read the book. It's a very, uh, powerful book. And how do you feel more empowered by reading the book? What are you going to do differently? Well, it's a lot of it's just to, uh, you know, keep things simple. There's, there's a simple, simple rule, which is to, Whenever there's there's leadership issues, um, or whenever you make plans, uh, again it's like the whole event planning thing. Um, you need to make instructions simple and um, make it so everybody knows their role. And then your your sub leaders, they they also feel empowered to you know to to make smaller decisions on their own and then 
overall and that will keep the communication lines open and then your thing will run like a finely tuned machine whatever process or event you want to plan i noticed that you mentioned events and i have planned a hiking event um and this was just i wanted my friends and i to get together so we can go hiking something that we used to do uh more frequently but peter has been very difficult um and does not want to participate because he says he's too busy on the weekends and of course i opened it up to Every, you know, I just asked, I, I really want to go hiking, um, you know, next month or two, let me know your availability and we'll set something up. And I made sure that it was a small group because it gets really complicated trying to uh, pick a weekend where everyone's available if the, you know, if it's a really large group. And Peter just said no <laughs> to all weekends. And then he says that it's my poor leadership abilities, and that's why this event is not working. I feel like you're you're trying to say something along those lines. Like, sorry, we had a conversation before the podcast happened, and he mentioned something about. Uh, well, because we're doing this book review, yes, so. uh, and kind of insinuating that the reason that this event hasn't been executed or hasn't happened is because of Leslie my poor, didn't read the book. <laughs> poor leadership skills where I feel has nothing to do with that this is just a friendly uh get together for us to go hiking it's something that we've all enjoyed doing in the past I don't understand why I feel like you're purposely making it difficult to teach me a lesson uh, none, none of that stuff is true you know, like I was talking about before, you need to adapt. Well, we didn't we didn't talk about it, but uh, different people in the group have different needs, and you know, I've I've planned like you know my birthday hikes and other hikes before with various groups of people, and I I feel it's unreasonable to expect everyone in that group to to participate at every single time. That's that's a very difficult thing to do, so. But it's not a hike that we're doing every, you know, third Sunday of the month. It's literally, hey, when are you guys all available? Uh, not, you know, it could be a month from now, two months from now. Just pick, you know, one Sunday where we can all get together and go hiking. I don't understand how I'm not being considerate of your needs. Uh, well, because we record on the weekends, uh, the podcast. I know you're available. Well, it's because I'm. Well, for, for one, I'm sitting in a chair when we're recording, and it's not something that's physically strenuous. And you also have. Um, so, so Leslie has a certain group of friends that uh, we have a certain group of friends. These are friends we have in common. Well, she also has some other friends that um, also enjoy hiking or or are in the sphere of um, outdoor activity. But um, of course, this this whole hike was it's a very strenuous 
um, long, day-long hike, and uh, because of that, certain certain uh, certain friends, including myself, for for me personally, I don't, I don't, I just, you know, I get tired from Amazon, so the last thing I want to do is go, go, go on a day-long hike. Um, and then for others or certain people in our, uh, social group that are less physically fit, no. um, <laughs> including certain past co-workers, oh my um, and Leslie just planned like the most difficult hike without taking their fitness levels into consideration. Uh, anyways, I, I, I don't know why we're talking about this, but, uh, I, I feel sh- she should have made some, um decisive decisions instead of uh, just leaving everything all up in the air because in Jocko's book you know we just talked about uh, how he suggested you know firing both of these t- two people um, <laughs> in a decisive boom and uh, that because none of that happened it wouldn't be the same without you you're such an important like you add a certain a humorous element to our um, our group dynamics, and without that, it's just not the same. It wouldn't be the same experience. Yes, we could still do it, like go on the hike without you, obviously, but it just wouldn't be the same. And and, and then um, so you should be flattered, right? Well, I just don't want to go on the hike, so. But you like hiking. I don't understand. Every almost every year for your birthday, you planned a birthday hike. Yeah, and so then, it's not that you don't enjoy hiking. And then and then some of them you guys attend, some of them you guys don't. So it's I mean I don't take it personally or whatever because people are busy. Uh-huh. So, you know I, I I set a date. If I'm the only one that shows up, I'm okay with it. Every. And and then I had also brought in an example of, um, you know, there were previous hikes where Leslie used to work on Saturdays and um, she couldn't attend. And then, you know, life went on. But for, for some reason, Leslie is trying to force me to go up this, uh, this really long, um, day-long hike up the Cucamonga Peak that I... We can do a different hike. It doesn't have to be that one. If, for... if it's because you don't want to do a strenuous hike because you're working hard and you're on your feet during the week and you want to do a shorter one, that's maybe max two hours. I'm open to that. Okay, well, you didn't say that before, so anyways... Um... Because we, we also have another friend, um, Douglas, that's, uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, in a shorter hike, he, he, he'd be okay with, uh, but uh, in these uh, types of day-long type of situations, he's, he might not be in the physical condition to, to do such, such a hike. And then myself as well, I, I just don't want to endure that kind of stuff on my, on my days off. Um, which brings us to another point to do a quick transition here. I can understand why, because um, you know, so, um, your your husband Frank, my friend, um, sometimes he's less enthused to do outdoor stuff, and I get it now, because um, you know, certain times, um, as we've mentioned before, he's a police officer, and sometimes um, that job may or may not be physical. Sometimes it is. And then I can I can understand why on his days off he's less inclined now to 
do something extremely strenuous like climb up a climb up a mountain. So I get it. Because when you're at work and then you do something physical on your day off, you don't want it. But then when you're when you work in an office, you know you're you're chained to your desk. So um, during the weekend, you want to be a weekend warrior and then uh, do something really physical. So it's it's a different mentality. So I get it. How do you what do you have to say about that? I I understand that if if you have a job where you're on your feet most of the time, yeah, you probably don't want to be on your feet on the weekend, which is why I didn't suggest that we go once a month. This is like a once a year event. And it was just a nice um, time for us to get together because we haven't gotten together in a while and just to see how everyone's doing. Um, what they've been up to, so I just wanted to, you know, just hang out and see how everyone's doing. So your idea of hanging out is to go on a day-long, extremely strenuous hike. Yeah, <laughs> that would sounds like fun to me. <laughs> well, so I don't know. Everyone has their own thing, but we've been, we've always enjoyed hiking. Well, that, that, that was before you worked for Amazon. Correct. So, when I scheduled the hike, well, I, let's let's make clear you didn't set a set a date, which no. goes against all of the whole uh, extreme extreme ownership and everything in Jocko's book. Um, you didn't set a date, <laughs> and you didn't make a decisive decision. And you didn't keep things simple. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Well, I wanted to be considerate of everyone's schedule and get an idea of when everyone was available. How was I How was I supposed to set a date if I didn't know everyone's availability? And the whole point was to go on a hike with everyone as a group, not me by myself. It wasn't like, hey, I'm going if anyone wants to join me. It was, hey, I really want to get together with everyone to see how everyone's doing, so let me know what your availability is. That was the purpose. It had a, a dual purpose, which was to hike, um, and also just to chat and catch up. So, I think we've discuss, discussed this uh, topic <laughs> enough, and thank you for pointing out what I did wrong, according to Jocko. Uh, I will take what you uh, recommended into consideration. And uh... okay, fantastic. So moving on, um, as as you all know, that uh, Leslie talks about nutrition. Uh-huh. One of our uh, daily fe- one of our uh, features. We are um, a nutrition related podcast as well as comedy. So. <laughs> comedy what what type of uh what type of uh, updates do you have for us this week leslie uh well i want to apologize i haven't done a good job as far as preparing certain topics for the podcast uh that's something that i want to do differently um i've been working so i haven't really given it much thought what uh topics 
are you interested in? Okay, now, you, you talk about balanced diets a lot, uh -huh. and people need to eat balanced. Um, so so how does how does one approach that? Because people think, like, eating balanced, you need a certain amount of bread and a certain amount of protein, but then they don't know, like, the quantities of each. Yeah. So, let's say I'm a 160 pound uh, male, or I'm a one, you know, how much fruit intake, for example, should I, should I have like a fruit a meal, or a fruit a day, an orange a day, an apple a day, what type of... Just generally, uh, like a general healthy diet, not taking into consideration any specific uh, diseases. There is a guide, it's called um, My Plate, that's really useful. Uh, so for every meal, what you want to aim for is making half your plate uh, non-starchy vegetables. So, um, you know, like broccoli, um, asparagus, zucchini, carrots, stuff like that. So non-starchy vegetables, um, and then you want to make a quarter of your plate like uh, whole grains and then another quarter uh, like a protein like a, some sort of protein it doesn't have to be uh, like a meat it could be uh, like uh, beans are a good source of protein so you can vary it and then you also want to have like a serving of fruit uh, along with that that meal and that kind of covers everything so if you can aim for for that for lunch and dinner, that's pretty good. Okay, did you talk about like a bread, some sort of starch? Yeah, like a whole grain okay. um, bread. That would be um, helpful. But also just during the week, don't restrict yourself. Because what tends to happen is people will say, like, I'm never going to have, uh, and I know I've mentioned this in the past, like, they're, like what's one of your favorite foods? Uh, pizza. Okay. So if that's something that you really enjoy having, don't tell yourself, I'm never going to have that again. Um, give yourself, you know, like maybe like once a week that you have pizza and then make it about, you can still make it a balanced meal where you have pizza and like a, a side salad. So you're getting your vegetables as well. Uh, but don't restrict because then what tends to happen is you ruminate about that food and you're constantly thinking like, oh my gosh, I wish I could just have some pizza. And then what ends up happening is not to everyone, but for a lot of people, you binge on that food. And instead of having, uh, you know, two slices, you end up having like four slices. So then your portion uh, control goes out the window. So just, you know, enjoy your favorite fun foods. And don't think of foods in terms of bad and good or healthy and unhealthy because then people internalize those messages and then they think they're bad or they're unhealthy because they've eaten one of their favorite fun foods. Um, don't, you know, I recommend people don't do that. Uh, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Doesn't know say something else. Okay, now, um, what's a serving of fruit when they say, like, take one serving? Is that, like, one apple or... Just, yeah, use your hands um, is really helpful. So, like, a handful of uh, fruit is considered, like, about a serving. I, for, I, I have it at home, but it's useful just to use your, your hands. So, a portion of protein 
is three ounces and that's going to be the palm of your hand. So learning portion sizes is, is very helpful. And also paying attention to your body. So if you're an athlete and you're exercising two hours, three hours a day, you're going to need more calories to fuel the activity that you're participating in. So it has to be tailored to you and your needs. Uh, and your diet has to be tailored to your cultural preferences. So there is no one size fits all uh, dietary approach. It has to be tailored to the individual and what their needs are, what their preferences are, and what, you know, if they have any pre-existing conditions. So it's hard for any person or dietitian to make a blanket statement and say, follow this diet because this is what's good for everybody because everyone's different. What works for me doesn't necessarily work for you because we're completely different. We have different cultural backgrounds. We have different... Uh, exercise levels, we have different um, preferences. Yes, we have different preferences. So it's your diet has to be tailored to, to your needs. Okay. Okay, is there anything else you'd like to add nutrition-wise this week? Not at the moment. I will think of better um, topics. I'll have a better topic next time oh. or more specific one. Oh yeah, there. Um, Leslie had given me some dandelion tea uh, several months ago, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. I'm not sure what type, what it promotes, but I had like one serving of it, and uh, it's like a coffee. So, um, were there any type of health benefits to the dandelion tea? Um. I'm sure that there are. The reason I decided to try the dandelion tea because it tastes. Well, to me, I don't know, my husband didn't think so, but it tastes just like coffee and I wanted to, um, I didn't want to start drinking coffee again, so I decided to try a substitute and that one was, was really good. I just like that, you know, it's just like a very comforting feeling to have that warm cup of coffee in the morning, but I wanted something without caffeine and tea wasn't really doing the trick, so I tried the dandelion uh, coffee, uh, I'm using uh, air quotes because it's not really coffee, it doesn't have any caffeine. So anyone who's interested in weaning themselves off of uh, coffee, I would highly recommend the dandelion blend that is sold on Amazon. Okay, shout out to Amazon. Um, <laughs> okay, onward to the next topic. Uh, we're on number five here. And, uh, oh yes, my favorite topic. This is really why I come here and do this podcast is just to keep updated on Peter's dating life because I feel like everyone needs to know what's going on with Peter. Um, there's not much to update. I did, um, I went on a date last week. Uh, this person? Coffee bagel. Oh, okay. And uh, she's half Japanese, half German, oh. from um, Minnesota. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, we had our usual uh, co what what I uh, the coffee date. I skipped the pie this time around. Oh. And um, 
Yeah, it was kind of, it was all right. Um, we, uh, when we started out, she had already ordered, which was really weird. <laughs> Girls don't do that. Why? Just, just enjoy the process. You're, you're just making things more difficult and more awkward. And then, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about this on a previous podcast. It's like, what are you trying to prove that you can buy yourself a $5 cup of coffee? So, anyways, so so she she bought a drink. It wasn't coffee. It was something. Um, it was either a tea or something, a non-coffee drink, because it was a night. And then um, I had a coffee drink, and um, it was at a trip in Fullerton. There's one in Chino Hills, a uh, trip coffee house, but they also have a Fullerton location, which has a lot of outdoor seating. Yeah, it was a warm night, so we sat outside, and then we talked, et cetera, et cetera, and chemistry flowed, I guess, and, um, yeah, and then I was, I was trying to arrange a second date, but, again, we're busy, so, um, we'll see, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and, um, yeah, she seems really down to earth, and uh, I could tell things, uh, were going well, because, um, you know, after the date, when they text you, that means by their own by their own action, instead of replying to one of your texts, that means things are going well. So yeah, things things seem to work out um, for now. But it's date one, so who knows? So they could end up being super busy, and then that's the end of that. And then um, in the, uh, another update. So that's good. I'm happy for you. Yes, happy now. Um, see, I do this all for Leslie's entertainment here. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, and then in another update, someone had listened to one of my pre- our previous episodes uh, where, I, where where we were talking about my adventures, and then and then they they reach out to me. So um, there may be a. a a date coming as a result of that also so oh so, so we'll see so yes people do listen to the mental debriefing podcast and yeah once it's on the internet you never know who uh <laughs> who, who reaches it that's why um you know you know we're, we're careful I, I always tell leslie to to uh pretend that we are live so we, we don't uh, spill too many beans here um, because the the post production, if if you want to scrub things and edit things, it t- takes a lot of work. Um, like this episode, because all my sound equipment's down, I'll have to do a lot of uh, work to bring up Leslie's voice and to lower my own voice. So it, it's a big headache. But anyways, um, so dating life's it's going. It's not super active right now, but um, it's uh, moving along. And uh, our last topic here. Leslie's bad attitude. I'm not sure why I wrote that. Uh, <laughs> My bad attitude. Okay, can we please discuss this? So I get here. It took me almost an hour to get here from work. And Peter is annoyed because his sound isn't working. But then somehow he calls me annoying. And I don't understand how I was being annoying. So you're the one who has the bad attitude. 
well, you know, as as a producer of this podcast, um, when when stuff like a major equipment failure happens, I'm uh, very panicked, and um, yeah, I get freaked out, and I, I, you know, we we talked about my lashing out at people because of a lack of sleep and other issues. Um, well, I actually had an okay night of sleep, so I can't blame that blame it on that, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I get frazzled when, uh, there's equipment failures or stuff like that, because I want to, uh, smooth, smooth, What would Jocko say about that? Um, <laughs> yeah, according, you know, the leadership book, you, you need to, um, whenever there's change or there's, there's, there's stuff going on, you need to acknowledge what the person is saying. So, yes, I, I agree. I was... I was a little frazzled there, and I should not have called you annoying. <laughs> and, but then at the same time, you have to move on and set a game plan and and to uh, get things and going. And we figured it out. It's not the best setup, but we're making do with what we have. Yeah, we're talking directly into the laptop, which. Uh, is what Joe Rogan did in his first podcast, Joe Rogan Episode 1, Joe Rogan Experience. So we'll see how things go uh, sound-wise. Um, but uh, other than that, um, uh, we'll do a quick MMA minute. And uh, Nate Diaz apparently got caught um, by USADA regarding some sort of sample size, but... Um, there was a negative sample going on or a positive sample and but that issue has not been resolved yet so we don't want to pass any judgment yet and um other than that um i didn't know that i'm i'm surprised so yeah he's he, he's obviously a vegan um i don't know how strict he is as a vegan but uh he's clearly a vegetarian he doesn't eat meat and uh He's very clean, clean athlete, and he obviously doesn't look like he's on anything, eyeball test, and um, there was a trace amount of whatever. So, you know, th this is the same thing as we talked about regarding the nootropics, which is um, some, and then any type of supplement you buy in, uh, you know, at the store or at GNC or whatever or at Amazon. Mm -hmm. The, these companies where, you know, sometimes they subcontract out when they make the pills or whatever, and then mm -hmm. uh, s some of these facilities, they make a lot of different drugs and supplements, et cetera, et cetera, and then they, sometimes they don't clean the equipment perfect between each each batch of whatever supplement they're making, so then there's a lot of cross-contamination, and sometimes something gets into another so a trace amount of stuff gets into another mm -hmm. uh, bucket of stuff, and then, and and you know you, you take your supplement thinking it's clean, or whereas there could be something that's uh, mm -hmm. on some sort of drug ban. So you have to be careful um, when you take supplements, obviously, and not uh, use a trustworthy name or, or I don't know. You need to. There's there can be cross contamination involved, so you need to be careful. And the cheapest cheapest drugs may not be the safest. 
he also, I mean, it's no uh, secret that he smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> so maybe it could be uh, attributed to to that. I don't know if it, I don't know, like when you smoke weed, it, have you ever smoked weed before? <laughs> um, like, is it, not, like, but... how do you, do you, how do you smoke it? Sorry, this is so stupid, but. You smoke. Like, you just, like, a cigarette, right? Is it kind of the same thing? Yeah, if, if you're not using, like, a pot water, you can use a pipe and. Um... But could it be, um. Could there be other contaminants in yeah, it? Yeah, it's possible, yes. So maybe it has to do with that? Because he's very open about smoking weed. I think he was smoking weed uh, the day of the weigh-ins. Well, that was CBD, but yes. Yeah. Um, but it, that is a marijuana product, yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure he has some sort of um, some CBD-related stuff uh, that he takes, some sort of supplements, and then... There could be cross contamination there also. Who knows? Um, so yeah, it's it's it may or may not affect the big fight that's coming up with Jorge Masvidal, but we'll see. Um, that's a topic I want to do more research on: is um, like CBD oil, marijuana, especially now that it's uh, legal in California. It's not legal federally, but it's legal in California. So. That's a topic I will be looking into. Okay, it's, it's a very interesting. Yes. It's very relevant to what's happening right now, and I know a lot of people have questions <clears throat> in terms of uh, marijuana intake. So, yeah. Well, okay. Um, I have uh, outside of secondhand, obviously, I've uh, never uh, inhaled marijuana intentionally. Um, I did have a uh, experience in Las Vegas once with um, uh, with the edible variety of <laughs> of uh, marijuana. What kind of edible? Like a brownie? Um, well, in Las Vegas, they have like all these stores, which um, they're really, really brightly lit for some reason. I don't know if that's just to symbolize that they're legal. Because um, when you go in there, they have like, it's like a thousand volts of lights or whatever. It's really bright. It's like daylight. Um, and then, um, so, so any bloke can go in and, um, you know, they sell like chocolate bars and then they sell like gummies, mm. you know, like gummy worms, except it's like gummy candy, except it's laced I guess you have to whatever. be really careful with the edible variety because they're really potent and there's a high dose of air, like, or, um cannabis yeah it's so it can get you really well uh, especially because there's a delayed reaction um because so you don't know what's going on until it's too late oh, <laughs> um, that's right. you know because uh, for example if i um you know if we go out to a bar and then uh, we take a shot of tequila or whatever the moment you drink oh. it you know something's going on so it's it's easier to monitor yourself when you're and then of course we we have experience with alcohol of course because we've drank it before obviously yeah um, but then with with uh, with these edibles because um, I didn't know what the hell was going on obviously and then you know you take you know you chew a candy oh yeah nothing's going on let's chew some more 
and then it hits you like two hours later and then yeah you sink into a hole psychologically and it's 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 a crazy experience um uh, i don't know if there's any type of health benefits towards that but uh like uh, what did you experience like did you have what what exactly happened to you well um it was uh, uh i was in las vegas and then uh in unrelated news my my friend and his girlfriend were celebrating her 30th birthday and so they had a big group in town and uh there was there was uh they went to sing karaoke and then well before that they were playing cards and then um somehow or the other i had the bright idea to go to the uh, legal shop to purchase a purchase a few candies and then um, i ingested some candies and um you know during the karaoke you know things were going okay but then there was a certain song i could feel like it feels like the time it slows down and then you know i i told my friend yeah something's going on so then i go outside and then um this is on spring spring mountain road um it's at the chinatown area of um, las vegas and then you know I, I spent the next two hours huddled over a trash can throwing up and, um, i had also drank also so that combated things and then yeah, it was a long night, and then uh, you fade in and out. Of, uh, um, it feels like you're going into some sort of hole, basically. And uh, it's it's a weird feeling. Time time slows down a lot. So, um, or it were you in a good mood, or were you in a bad mood? Were you freaking out? Well, you could say I was freaking out, but then it's not like... Um, it's not like your classical freaking out, um, which I, I do a lot, obviously, which Leslie was witness to 30 minutes ago. Um, it, it's not that type of freak out, obviously. It's like, you know something's wrong, and then it's, there's a bit of fear mixed in, and then, and then yeah, you, you get into... But then you don't feel like you're in a panic, because you're obviously on... On the drug that slows everything down and then long story short I, um, they they had to, my friends were there so they they kept watch over me so I didn't uh, kill myself or do anything crazy like that or call 911 so anyways I slept it off and uh, yeah things turned out okay so did you feel any side effects the next day Oh uh, no, it's like um, it's it's similar to like a hangover. Wow. You know, you, you obviously don't go feel, feel like you're gonna go run a half marathon the next morning, but um, or or go hiking up uh, Cucamonga Peak, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a different type of situation. Um, would I recommend it for people? Uh, probably not, but uh, it's it's legal, so. Um, I don't think it's detrimental to someone. It's it's an experience to have, um, but um, obviously in in the uh, marijuana world, CBD offers a lot of uh, 
exciting medical breakthroughs possibly. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can see where, you know, if, if you're an anxious person or whatever, and then you have trouble calming down, you know, maybe that, you know, marijuana could, could assist in that. But I don't recommend just going to the shop, not knowing what the hell you're doing, and then um, buying a bunch of gummies and, and ingesting them. That's probably the wrong way to go. Uh, but anyways, it was a good experience. And um, I mean, it, it wasn't a good experience. It was an experience. So yeah. Any, Interesting. Have you encountered? I've heard a lot of um, stories, like people saying that it's been helpful for them. I remember when I was doing my clinical rotation, uh, I went to go visit a patient with my preceptor, and they were asking my preceptor. So when you're doing, I don't know, do you know what a preceptor is? No, let's go over oh, that. Okay. So when you're doing your internship, you have a preceptor um, who's basically mentoring you. They're already an RD, and they're guiding you, training you to be a dietitian. So the dietitian I was working with went to go visit a, a patient and her family, um, the patient's family was there and they were asking about CBD oil and if it would be helpful for the patient. Um, the patient had arthritis, mm. but we're, as dietitians, like everything has to be evidence-based. Any information that we give people has to be proven. It has to have a body of literature proving that it's effective. We can't just say, oh yeah, um, so-and-so tried it and it worked out for him. Like you can't just go off of someone saying that it was good for him. It has to be evidence-based and you have to be able to provide, you know, it's they've done extensive studies on this uh, nutrient and yes, we can uh, recommend it based off of the evidence and the body of literature that there is to recommend whatever. So because it's been illegal, uh, there's really not enough uh, evidence to support that it's helpful until it's, and I don't think there is going to be, maybe there is now, I'm sure that there probably is more research behind it. I'm, I'm sure there is, but I can see how a lot of uh, researchers and scientists are hesitant to study uh, marijuana because it's illegal federally. So how are you going to get the research dollars that you need to do these extensive research studies when it's illegal federally? Mm -hmm. So not until it's legalized can they actually research the drug to see what the benefits are. And then based off of those studies, you can make recommendations. But we can't do that right now because there isn't, there isn't enough data to support any recommendations. Okay. And uh, so that's, that's that. And... Um, yeah, future episodes, Leslie will do some more nutrition-based research on, on various topics, and we'll be excited to talk about that. And other than that, do you have any closing thoughts you'd like to part ways with the audience, some uh, knowledge you learned this week? Um, what do I want to end this week? I don't know. I just reflecting on the last couple of weeks, I've just been feeling very grateful that I 
made it this far and um, I'm now working as a clinical RD. This was my end goal five years ago and I'm just extremely grateful that I've been given this opportunity and um, I hope to just remain grateful uh, for what I've been given uh, and appreciative because I think sometimes it's easy just to, you know, get get caught up with everything that's going on and you get so busy at work and all the demands that are put on people and individuals, especially here uh, in America, everyone's like just, you know, super busy. They're being um, pulled in different directions. So it's easy just to get frustrated and annoyed with everything. But I just want to remain uh, grateful and, and remember why I decided to do this um, many years ago. What about you? Um, I don't know. I just, I, I feel very, you know, my life's a work in progress, of course, and I've learned a lot in my brief time at Amazon. So it shakes, it shakes uh, me and my core beliefs, I guess, because, um, you know, like, like we were talking about, like um, a, a lot of things you think, um, that are part of your personality may or may not because be just because of the environment you're in or the circumstances that you you faced. For example, like my my love of hiking or whatever, and my continued love love of hiking from when I was a kid onward to um, adulthood. Um, some of that was because I was in a white collar job at a desk and then you're chained to the desk all day so in the weekends you want to be a weekend warrior and then uh, do something really physical um, whereas if, if I had gone into a blue collar job at uh, you know at, at 18, 19, 20 and then continued down that path um, you know my, my love of hiking may have ended and then I would have a de developed a different love for a different things, or it'd be I'd be really into watching football, et cetera, et cetera. So, it it really depends. A lot of things that we think are our core core beliefs and our our core interests or who we are. Sometimes it's just a reaction to the stuff that we have to face in uh, day to day. Um, other than that. Um, I, I really hate this weather because it's it's really hot and there's Santa Ana winds and my allergies are all over the place. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been a really hot autumn and uh, hopefully we'll have some relief. Other than that, it's been a joy recording this podcast and I'll have fun editing it. So have a good one, guys. Adios.